there is so much investment in healthcare right now. What is healthcare? They now have to understand. They have to be involved and they have to be engaged. Hello and welcome to the RevTech RX podcast powered by Avlead. I'm David Kozlowski. Today we're talking about missing or delayed charges in the billing process. I've got alongside me Javad Sheikh, CEO of Avlead, Laura Fox, who is the Director of Revenue Cycle Services, and Greg Forshee, the VP of Client Success. All right. Well, again, here we are. Yet another day, another podcast talking about something incredible in the healthcare world. All right. So first and foremost, what are we talking about when we talk about delayed or missing charges? What does this even mean? From my perspective, uh, when I talk about delayed or missing charges, uh, typically when you have uh, hospitals have uh, bill hold days. So that's essentially in layman term, the amount of days before they're going to send a bill out to a patient after that patient is discharged from the hospital. Uh, typically that's in the five day, give, give, give or take a couple day window uh, determined by a hospital. Some hospitals might say it's three days. Some might say it's seven days, but that's the bill hold days. That's when we expect to get a bill out the door. To me, any charge that comes in after that initial bill is a delayed charge. Anything that's uh, billed after that from a missing charge perspective is also an issue. Now, I think that's one of the key points of, of delayed and or missing charges is that's the true measuring stick of your the quality of the charge capture, right? Because we we've, previously we've talked a lot about charge capture. Um, what are the challenges? With it, why is it so important? But the true impact comes to um, you know getting revenue and dollars um, at the end of the day. Um, and missing charges in itself is huge because you know you're not getting that money, you're not getting that revenue. Delay charges seems like it's less of a big deal, but it, but it truly is a big deal in itself, or even bigger deal because the amount of effort that goes into reconciling, collecting, identifying, and going going back and rebilling for those delay charges um, has a huge impact in itself as well, too. So how do you fix this? Um, have better charge capture practices. Right? <laughs> so, well, charge capture so, and charge reconciliation. You know, right. it's, the, it's the charge reconciliation and understanding what the reconciliation does for you to identify those missing charges in your reconciliation process so that you can capture those prior to your build hold days being met. Um, that's a big goal of every hospital, um, but being able to achieve it sometimes is a little bit more difficult. Do you have, do you have like an average of how much, how many hospitals before you implement a product that maybe fixes this right or uh, help them with their workflow process? What's the average look like for hospitals that are, they're losing because of delayed or missing charges? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say that for a late charge report, I think we can cut down a late charge report anywhere from 40 to 60%. Um, by identifying those charges that are missing during the charge capture process and charge reconciliation. You know, even before the patient's discharged, we can reconcile those and find those and get them captured even before the day hold starts, you know. So I think 40 to 60 percent. Yeah, I, I would agree. And just being able to have an automated approach and do that up front, it saves you from, yeah, you might have had a missed charge that you had, but being able to automate it and capture that before that five-day window or that three-day window is really the key element of that, right? If you have an automated approach, you can find it sooner in the process and you fix it before that bill ever goes out the door. The first time is, I think, kind of a key piece of that as well. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I think is a big lessons learned for us is as, as we've kind of gone through a lot of our reconciliation tools is, is a new process and we've, we're capturing a lot of key data, but that's going to be as one of them kind of going back now that we have this at almost hundred plus hospitals to be able to say, Hey, this is what your late charges or report look like. This is what your missing charges looked like before. What does it look like now? Um, so that'd be an interesting report to kind of come back with in the future as well too. It'd be good to share. 
Do you feel like a lot of CFOs are thinking about delayed missing charges before we have discussions with them? Yeah, definitely. I would yeah. think yeah. so. And a, and a lot of hospitals already have, um, oh, I wouldn't call it a revenue integrity team meeting per se, but they have departmental meetings that go over the late charges that they're currently seeing and what can they do to improve that late charge process, which, um, you know, an automation tool can help with that right up front and um, take the manpower out of it. Let the tool do the work instead of the manpower. Yeah, I, I think a lot of CFOs are aware of the problem. I think the way to solve it or attack it is there's two different ways to do it. There's a lot of reactive, right? Hey, let's go and audit all of our systems and let's look at the past six months of transactions or the past 12 months. So there's a lot of consulting firms that go out there and do that. Um, but the future definitely is going to be looking at these items uh, daily before the bill drops. As you're saying, it's a pre-bill activity, right? You're looking at charge capture activity, fix it before it is a problem and which is, this is what we want to target. Yeah. yeah and, and I think a big, piece of that too is the CFO say, I have all, I have millions of dollars of late charges. Like I, I have all these issues with late charges or delayed charges and all these different things. And then you say, what's driving that? And they say, well, hell, I don't know. If I knew I, I would have fixed it and we wouldn't have this mm-hmm, issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And so th- to me, that's a big piece of it is they don't understand how, how they're in the spot they're in. They just know that it's an issue because they get a report that's sent to them that says, hey, you have X millions of dollars of late charges each month. Okay, now now what, right, is is the issue that they're not able to solve. Let's talk about that. How is it happening? Well, a lot of it is is uh, bad charge capture practices. You have new staff. Uh, you don't have a good way to reconcile and find those misses. So usually it's a week later that you had some person kind of auditing a bill, and they say, hey, you know, you missed three things. Okay, let's add them to that patient, right? So it's it's to me, those are kind of the three key things that come to mind when, when the why or how they ended up in that scenario. I agree. I agree with that. And um, not understanding um, that it's all the way from registration to the review by medical records. That's the whole charge capture process. The patient has to be registered correctly. I have to pick the right patient to do my documentation, my charges on. And then HIM has to review the uh, documentation to ensure that that everything is in place before that bill can be dropped. So um, it's understanding that full scope again of what is it from A to Z that has to be done. Right. And, and how it's identified. So I know previously we talked about manual reconciliation. And if someone manually identifies an issue, sends off an email, someone will go look at it two days later and then they'll find it and then it might get fixed. And then like a week later, we're triggering a late charge. Mm-hmm. Right. So if those things are automated, it can happen, you know, in real time. You um, we were talking about financial issues related to chart or the delayed um, missing charges. Right. Mm-hmm. Are there any other negatives that come with just missing charges or delays rather? Yeah. And we were having this this discussion. I think a big part of it is that just the amount of touches it takes to correct that. So now you have a late charge. Someone has to send that bill out again. You have to have an adjusted claim. You have all these additional steps that it's it's already bad enough that you have a late charge that you're going to add to it because it's not going to get paid um, as much as the, the original charges. But the second piece is you have to have three additional people touching this thing. That's time. It's money. It's staff. It's all these different things that you're you kind of get in a double whammy when you get into that scenario. And the worst thing is if they retract their payment, they retract their payment because I sent in a late charge, then they're going to pay us again down the line. But it may be three months, maybe six months, you know, where they paid us in 15 days the first go round. Now they've retracted that payment. Now I have to wait for that payment again. 
that may or may not even be different than what the original payment was that I received. Well, and that's a good point too. And it, we, we didn't even talk about timely filing, right? So um, people who have been involved in revenue cycle for a long time understand that all these different payers, Blue Cross, Humana, you name it, they have timely filing limits. What that essentially says is you have to send us the bill within X amount of days, 30, 60, 90, whatever it is. If you don't send us the, that bill within those that amount of days, we're not going to pay it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it because we call that a, it reaches timely filing limit that it, you can no longer bill this to us. So that's a whole nother element. That if you find these late charges and you submit that bill again and it's after that timely filing limit, there's you're not going to get paid for it. You're, I mean, you're, so not only are you going to touch it with three additional people, you're essentially wasting your time because they're not going to send you a cent more because it's past its timely filing limit. And their denial rates basically are right because even the chance of getting it approved is always an issue as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How does this affect the hospital's bottom line? So we talk about from the patient perspective, we're kind of tiptoeing around the hospital. How does this affect their bottom line? Well, it makes it fluctuate. You know, they're not able to to keep it balanced. You know, they're not able to keep it in line with where they want to be because if they do have a, a big late charge problem, they're having to um, account for that money somehow every month. They know it's missing. They have to adjust their lines, and then they have to readjust them again the next month to make up for what they may or may not have brought in. So it, it can be an accounting nightmare, patient accounting nightmare. So. Yeah, yep. and I think there's there's two parts to it. Like if for, for missing charges, right, it's just missing revenue, right? right? It, it's a direct issue on the bottom line. The late charges is, is a big cash flow problem, right? So you've provided all these services. You've done all this work. You've paid the cost of it, but you're not getting or recognizing any of the revenue on it for months later, which impacts cash. Because I know a lot of hospitals like, I need cash coming in the door. Cash in the door. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So when you, let's say you, is there, first off, I guess, is there a way to fix this completely where there are no delayed or laid charges? Excuse me, delayed or missing or, or just in general gone. And or. Yeah. And, and or. or. That's right. <laughs> and basically it goes back to that charge capture process. You know, do we have that outline for what it should be? Do we understand there's an order and there's a charge point and you have to get from A to Z? Once Z happens, then I have to do the reconciliation and I have to do it timely to ensure that everything that I expected to be there is there or everything that the system is telling me should be there is there. And once it's fixed, it, like you, you mentioned a percentage and I want to just go back to that. Is that, you said 60%, is that 60% of missing charges found or is that 60% of missing revenue? Well, that was late charges. I, I'm saying that we can reduce late charges from anywhere to 40s to 60% based on a good charge capture and a good reconciliation process. What do you, what is that if you had so, to guess? So yeah. just like, to, I guess, tying that to your question, if, you know, we're not going to eliminate it 100%, right? We're never going to eliminate these. There's always going to be system issues. But I think what Laura's saying, hey, you can probably get it down to 60, 40, 60% or even higher and reduce that. So it's not a 100% loss. Hmm. Yeah. So we don't have a million dollars of late charges each month. Instead, we have $400,000 mm-hmm. of late mm-hmm. charges, which is still seems like a high number, but <laughs> it's our relative, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. So when we're talking about the issue or issues related to missed and delayed, uh, are there any repercussions negatively that can come from this outside of patient experience or? Um, So there's patient experience, but there's also a regulatory compliance issue as well too, right? So you don't want to make sure you've got reduced the late charges, which will reduce your errors. And then you won't have less compliance or audit issues, right? Because if you've undercharge somebody or overcharge somebody that you get ahead of it, right? Um, so it doesn't become an issue later. So how many hospitals, or we don't have to get into numbers, but let's say I'm a hospital who has a bunch of late charges just sitting, okay? But we're going to eventually shoot them out. What happens to the hospital? One, we've already talked about cash flow, right? Cash flow is an issue. 
Two is the longer you wait, and I think Laura mentioned this earlier as well, too, that you might run into the timely filing issues that you, if you wait too long, you won't be able to do them. And then three, the staler or the older these charges get, the, the more scrutiny they'll get, right? Sure. So, hey, is this an accurate charge? Do you have the documentation to back it up? And then it leads to more errors, right? Mm-hmm. So it could really become a big problem havoc for a hospital if they're not doing this correctly in general. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if I'm, I mean, just think about it kind of in, in layman's terms, if I'm, am I going to audit the one that I don't ever, a hospital that I don't ever get late charges from, it seems like they're very, very accurate in their charging, or am I going to audit the one that they've got millions and millions of dollars of late charges every single month? And we're thinking, do they even know what they're doing, right? Why are they always adding things after the fact? Why are they not like this other hospital? who's very, very accurate, very timely in their charge practices. Uh, to me, if I'm an auditor or someone in that space, I'm going after the one that looks on paper like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to push pause here because I think that, that is, there's a lot more information to be had. And this is the tip of the iceberg. I know we're going to discuss more of how to fix these issues in later podcasts. So please, if you're listening, tune in again soon as we go over how to fix this problem. Again, you're listening to the RevTech Rx podcast powered by Avli. I'm David Kozlowski. I hope to see you soon.